I think I've got it all figured out. Oh, do you? Here I am as a rookie, as a novice, someone with no sound experience or any idea what he's doing at all with this. But I was quite happy with the sound from the last episode. Oh, hooray. Yes. yes. I think I think I've done oh, it. Yeah. I think I've done it. I think so, he's done it. By George, he's done it. I'm, ha- I'm happy with it. <laughs> I say that now. I'll listen back to it. It's probably going to be like just completely garbage audio. So- <laughs> Did you not listen to it? No, 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 we've done the audio test. It should all be good. And it looks ah. like it's showing up. It's showing up in the program that uh, it's it's picking up the sound nicely. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm quite happy. I feel I feel much better about it all. It's Thank simple. God. Even the setup was a lot simpler this morning. So well, yesterday was the first time we had to kind of figure it out. So it would have taken it took longer yesterday. Yeah, or the day whenever it was. Oh, the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So now we've kind of got a bit more of a consistent uh, setup. I, I like this. I feel like this yeah. really worked. So, and I actually, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation that we had in the last episode. I think it was a much more effective format for just for the both of us, anyway, yeah. even just listening. Now, I can't remember if there was something I was actually going to lead with. Uh, but if I cannot recall it in the next couple of seconds, we're just going to jump straight in. Mm-hmm. And I can't recall it. So we're just going to jump straight in. So, <laughs> in, I think it was two episodes ago. Uh, you had another teary breakdown because you just can't control your emotions very well. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Charm> a mess. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I, th- I thought might- maybe it would be a good idea actually to go a little bit more into detail on what happened there. And we'll just we'll just talk about that today. So however long that sort of conversation goes for, that's what we'll, we'll have for this episode because it's quite I, – I find it quite interesting and I'm interested in seeing perhaps – yeah, what we can dig out of that uh, sentiment of yours. So, did you want to want to go for it? Like you started crying a couple episodes ago, talking about. Oh God, can you like drop it? Your uh, your clothes <laughs> no longer sort of fitting, and that yeah. being a the whole dress debacle and whatever. a deep uh, there being a much deeper reasoning to the emotion there. Yeah, well, I journaled about it, as you can see, via podcast, via video, but um. Yeah, so in reflection, uh, I that whole dress debacle, stressing out and being fr- getting frustrated with my style not actually fitting me anymore, or my clothes not fitting me anymore, and me trying to kind of work it out. Uh, unconsciously, that was telling me that I have outgrown. Obviously, I mean physically. Well, physically, I'm pregnant. And, you know, that. But spiritually and energetically, I think that I've outgrown that that identity of... Yeah, bit, just bring the microphone a bit closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've outgrown that identity, which is the clothes. So the clothes I wrote, the clothes equals the identity and the fact that they don't fit is that I've outgrown them. So not just physically as a, you know, as a pregnant woman... <laughs> But everything that comes along with that mentally and emotionally and as a role as a mother, I think that's that really broke through as well. I was going to say that's probably the the key one there, right? The yeah. fact that your your role now in life has changed yeah. or is changing yeah. and it's very obvious now, right? Well, it's not, it's not just you and me anymore and the animals. It's us two and the, a child, another person that... Um, is living and growing inside me, <laughs> which is beautiful and unusual and transcendent and <laughs> all these things. Yeah. Uh, but what I – so what I thought was a loss in the beginning 
it was a loss of identity, a loss of my old life and a loss of I could have really gone down downhill with that and in a downward spiral when it comes to because I'm like I've already had a couple of identity crises uh, in the past and they didn't go very well. But this time I decided to kind of shift that and make it more of I've outgrown it, which means that I'm growing. That means that I there is a shift that's happening but it's for the better So I feel good about it. I don't feel like the loss is stronger and that I'm going to miss that or miss the, my old self because I don't I because I'm not her anymore. I, I like that I'm not her anymore because what I'm learning about myself at the moment, it just feels so much more fulfilling. Do you mean her as in the you just yeah. before you got pregnant? Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> but just, you know, yeah, just that old self that, yeah, just, I don't know, you you shift and once you allow it and accept yourself, accept that growth and expect and ex- accept that expansion, you actually start to appreciate growth so much more. I love that I'm not the person that I was before. I lo- I'm grateful for her because she got me here. She got me being able to accept this except growth. So she did a lot of work on herself that I'm grateful for so that I can now benefit, benefit from, which is really weird to say. That just kind of came out. Um, but, yeah, seeing it as a more positive than a negative has really helped. And I that, that only happened through journaling. So because before that I was just kind of sitting there going, uh, so what do I do with that? <laughs> so do you mean like seeing so seeing it more as a positive than a negative? Did I feel as though you you probably more so just had an epiphany while we were t- talking yeah. during the podcast, right? Yeah. So before that, you didn't have any anything associated with that particular idea, whether it was a positive or a negative, because you hadn't even thought about it. Uh, there was no clarity around it, right? So is it just bringing that into focus more now? Mm-hmm. You're realizing that. Perhaps it was there was an underlying tone or mood that you hadn't been picking up on until the conversation brought it out, yeah. and it was perhaps bringing you down on a on an unconscious level. I think it was bringing me down because I didn't know it was going on. And now, sort of perhaps perhaps knowing or recognizing it for what it is, you can apply a new meaning to it or a new understanding. You can sh- you can shine a new light on it mm. that you I guess you get to choose how you wish to interpret it in That's your own right. situation. Now, right? Yeah. And I'm also listening to what it's telling me rather than like I'm obviously interpreting it the way I, I want to. I'd prefer to see it as a positive than a negative, but I still. Well, you're bloody better because <laughs> this is the situation. You're just going to have to suck it up anyway. Well, yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do with it? I'm like, I just can't be bothered going back down downhill again with all that. I'm like, it was hard enough just going through it. But I knew that something was shifting in that process. I don't know if I said that in the last episode. I did feel that something was going on, but I just didn't understand it. And out of those are very emotional uh, couple of weeks that I was like out of, I just had no idea what was going on. And a lot of women talk about that. Like I just cry and I don't even know why I'm crying. And I, I feel that And in reflection, I I feel like that's what it is. It's that that role change. It's the, the shift from a woman to now a mother. And I don't know what that means yet. I don't know what that f- like really feels like yet because you know, I'm still pregnant. But well, you're still a woman. I'm but- still a woman. No, no, yeah, yeah. Like just uh, like um, 
Oh, oh like, you, you, like not having any dependence to all of a sudden having someone depending on you. Yeah. In like for an like, existential as a, as way. As a partner, as a partner, as just just as a partner and just as a wife, and yeah, just as indi- individual, not individual yeah. anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm with child, and now yeah. the child as it grows, I'm going to be at home. So it's yeah, it's changed. I'm you know motherhood is going to it's another thing that I'm kind of stepping into. I feel like that's this shift that I'm going through, and that's the shift that. That, that emotional uh, part of it. And I'm really interested to actually hear if any other women uh, feel that, felt that, or if they even delved into it or even thought about it or if they just or if they just thought, oh, you know, it's just part of pregnancy, you just get really emotional because of the hormones. It's like, well, there's a reason as well why, you know, like, yes, it's physiological, but also is there a meaning behind it? Can we embrace that meaning? Can we embrace what, what this is? A little bit more, make it more sacred, make it a little bit more important and transcendent, and yeah, just sacred. I really like that. Um, instead of seeing all the all you know the so-called negatives in um, pregnancy, like oh, I'm just tired, or oh my god, it hurts, or I'm emotional, I just can't, you know, all that, all the stuff that comes with being pregnant, all the so-called difficult things, because it's not it's not an easy process. Instead of focusing on and accepting that it's just pain and it's hard, can we shift that and turn it into I'm, I'm there is so much changing my body. I'm stretching. I'm opening up. I'm I'm vulnerable. I'm I'm growing. I am, there's something transcendent about this. You're changing also on a, in a non-physical level too. Yeah. Yeah. You're becoming you're becoming a mother. In more ways than just a, f- a purely physical sense, yep. and that's that would not be. I can't imagine that being an easy process. I guess for <laughs> me, perhaps it's because I'm I'm the man. I don't. I'm not currently undergoing any physiological changes like you are. I mean, maybe there is in like a hormonal sense. Maybe I'm picking up on something. I, I have no <laughs> idea. I, I doubt it. But uh, there's I'm, I don't have those those direct physical changes like what you you you've got. So for me, I'm not confronted with it to the same extent that you are. For me, it'll probably once the baby's born, especially, right? For me, it's it's still an abstract idea because nothing's changing. I go off to work. All I know is that there is there is a very important time coming up in the future that we need to be financially prepared for and I need to be able to provide for that. Mm. So that's kind of where my main focus is at this point, saying how can how can we how can I reduce the the economic stress on us and on you? And so that we can actually bring this child into the world in in a safe, comfortable, and relaxed environment, and we're not stressed, and we don't have to be concerned about, well, can we, you know, can we afford nappies? You know, can we afford, you know, even can we afford a cradle? Can mm. we, can we afford oh, anything? Right, clothing, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're very blessed that we have um, so many uh, generous people around us that have provided us with a lot of this stuff already. You know, as many people know, you know. I feel like a lot of the time we're actually doing people a favour by taking all their baby <laughs> stuff know, off. they're just them. like, oh, no, thank you. Thank you for clearing <laughs> out our garage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for me, it's it's less it's less real still. And maybe, I don't know if that's just me being a completely emotionally detached. I don't think so. I think it's just because it's not growing in me. My body's not changing. I'm just going off to work. I'm just doing what I need to do. I'm going through like hormonal changes and the stretching no. and all that. So but I, I would still I say that. Imagine that that you know you're being stretched in a way that I can't really relate to at this point. The thing is, I still think that everything that you've done since the baby came and how you've shifted 
is that role as a father. So I asked you yeah. yesterday, I go, how, how are you? Well, yesterday, the day before that, how are you like in this? What's, what are you And just, I don't know if you've thought about it, but the way you've been, you're providing for your family. That's a father's role. Mm. And that's you stepping into that. So I would say that, yeah, there is something happening. Might not be as potent as physical, but there's definitely a shift because you, you're thinking about it. I, I guess you lock into this, I, I have to do it. Mm. It's just something that has to be done. And that's probably a lot of my upbringing coming out in me. I would say it's very, that's, that's you. Yeah. Like you're, you're very much built that way in any situation. Like I, I, I can't hide from this situation, no. right? You can't, I can't run for cover. You know, it's not like with, even with my work, for instance, mm-hmm. where I'm sort of controlling the levers of how fast or how slow this goes. I can, I can go balls to the wall and throw it out there and step right out of my comfort zone like we were talking about in the last episode. Or I can hold back and keep it to myself a little bit more, slow down a little bit, go with steps that I'm more comfortable with taking, mm-hmm. which you know we discussed in the last episode about that. So, I'm not going to relitigate any of that. But the point is that I can control sort of the speed of it. With this, it's completely out of my control. So, whether I like it or not or whether... I'm in control of it or not doesn't matter because it's going to happen anyway and I have to, I have to adjust I have to make the necessary shifts in order to be prepared for it because it's not just us that's at stake now right no, it's it's right. actually yeah. the whole life the whole foundation of a new life mm. that that now I have to ensure that is catered to and is prepared for so it would be incredibly irresponsible of me to just just to run into my shell and hide I can't do that no. but I guess that's it's one thing to sort of know that, but it's another thing as well to be happy to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you might be resentful. Like I'm sure you could be. People could perhaps experience a level of resentment. Going, I feel like every I wasn't ready to lose or to give up that sort of freedom mm. from before this, where I I had the choice, I had the ability to say yes or no to certain shifts or you know hours or even jobs. Yep. You know, but now, now that that's taken away from me because of the situation that we now find ourselves in. For me, there's I, I haven't experienced I don't experience that resentment. Yeah. Because I, I think actually the spreadsheets have really helped me too. Because now and, and and coming from the experience that we've had, not having money for such a long time, yeah. and then now to there being a you know this influx of it, this sustained influx of it has been it's been a really really nice experience really joy joyous for me yeah and so i get to i get to come home i get to you know every paycheck i get to be you know adjusting the financial plan looking forward and saying how can i utilize this money so that we can we can attain everything that we need and we can be catered to in in as many areas of our lives as possible we've got a lot of things that we need to catch up on payment wise and now it's start i'm starting to be able to see because i can project forward with the spreadsheet, I'm starting to see how that's like, what's the pathway there? And that to me is a lot of fun. So, I'm I'm just enjoying that too. And obviously, I'm I'm feeling a lot more confident in my ability to provide for my family. So, there's not resentment there. It's almost like I, I'm feeling satisfied. I'm feeling I'm feeling quite fulfilled at the moment because I, I, I understand that my role has shifted and I feel as though to the best of my ability at, the, at this current point in time, I am fulfilling that role yeah so yeah I, I, that's right you yeah. ask me how i'm feeling I, yeah, i'm feeling very satisfied at the moment yeah. so and no i'm not resentful at all like you i i recognize the role has changed and i'm choosing. i'm ready to go go forward with it and you're choosing it to be a positive rather than a negative mm. 
And, you know, as you know, as that first moment kind of freaked us out and we're like, how, how are we going to do all this? That that freak out was necessary for us to know that, that, yeah, like, you know what? This can be so much more exciting. This is this is exciting. This is something new and we're just scared. It was just fear. It was just being scared of actually actioning the well, what we needed to do, actually stepping into that, into those roles. And now we've got not only are we in that role of um, that action, but now we're in the role of parents and that just, you know, kind of comes up with it. But, you know, obviously we're ready because it's happening and it's beautiful and it's it's really nice that I like that it hasn't been a burden, not a burden, but like it hasn't been a um, we haven't made like, yeah, just kept kept it being heavy and oh my god oh my god we did something about it that's what happens you pivot and you shift shift your perspective on the situation as soon as you do that and you know what you need to do or you know who to ask then things do become lighter they do become easier and they do become more joyful and the resentment like leaves you and you start to outgrow all that old all the old habits and the fear and all of that and you start stepping into that new role because it's it, it's fun. Well, what do we? Well, I guess to kind of think about even the whole concept of being resentful about something, it's like I, I guess you're still attached to life mm. as it was, and you're not ready to let that go. And I think about it from my perspective, and I mean even us, right, the position that we were in before this pregnancy, even even the way our sentiments towards socialising, that I, I feel like a lot of people around me when they say I'm not ready to have kids, for the most part, it's like they still want to go out and have a social life they still want to be able to have that yeah that level of independence and i mean for us we were already tending towards sort of more hermitude but i mean we still liked going out for things like hikes and you know we'd still like going out for you know lunches and cafe to go cafes and go for drives out to places and just just walk around and enjoy enjoy the enjoy the time together enjoy the space together we were so we were already tending towards just just doing those things, you know, with us. We've stopped. We don't really drink that much really anymore at all. Well, yeah, I just, like, I, I, just I have a couple of drinks week. on a social. <laughs> 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 I, I, I drink sort of so, like socially, but not stupidly. Just mm. have a couple because it's, you know, it's nice. Enjoy the vibe, enjoy the atmosphere. But beyond that, I, we absolutely don't touch any of that stuff uh, when it's just when it's just the two of us and we're just enjoying each other's company. So for me, it was like, I'm thinking about the trajectory that our life was already moving down and trying to think about having a like a little person in the mix with that too and would would that actually disrupt that trajectory at all you know not necessarily because even if we wanted to go for a walk we could just strap the baby to us yeah. and you know walk with the baby and be like oh, maybe we're not going to go on these dangerous you know cliff face <laughs> hikes or anything like that but days are over. You know, we we can absolutely. There's nothing. There's nothing that uh, we just push. We'd be pushing a pram, perhaps, where mm. before we wouldn't. We wouldn't be. You know, we just have a different uh, something else to be mindful of. Yeah, we might have a backpack. <laughs> or, yeah, like, yeah, set of front pack. So, uh, you know, there's nothing to me that that there was that we. I feel like we were already almost making space in our lives without realizing we're already making space for for a little one. So I'm not resentful because I don't think that. I don't think that all of a sudden we have to shift absolutely everything. It's kind of like just a continuation. Yeah, I mean, an unexpected uh, change of events, sure. 
but it's still i feel like we'd already made space in our lives for it so i i think that it's only this is moving naturally despite despite sort of how it where we were at when it first happened i think that by and large where well, i'm not I'm, i won't speak for you but i don't feel as though my life is going to change so drastically or it's not going to be enriched at all so i'm i'm quite comfortable and i'm i'm content with the fact that this is happening and so even philosophically sentimentally i think i'm as ready as i'll ever be to have a child to be able to father the child in a way that i think is going to be effective yeah. you know i think i'll be a much more effective father now than if i had we had had the kid you know 2 years ago yeah. oh, <laughs> so i feel that for all those factors sort of coming into consideration i, f- I feel as though there is nothing except enrichment to come from having a child now in our lives. So, uh, there's no resentment for me switching into that father role yeah. now. It's just about obviously learning as, as we grow, right? And that, that's not something that you can prepare yourself for, for beforehand, right? In terms of knowing what to do, what to say, how to be with the child, how we're going to you know, go about disciplining and shaping, shaping the child's mind and everything. I don't know because the child's not in front of me yeah. and I've never- I've dealt with young kids, obviously. I mean, your nieces and nephews, you've got a bunch of them. So, I've been in environments with other people's kids, but I've there's always obviously a, a distance or a space there because- Barrier. A barrier because it's, it's not your, it's not it's your child. Your, so, it's yeah. not your place to be doing and thinking about those types of things. So, for you, I mean, it's direct family. You've also had more babysitting roles as well than what I have. So, you've had a lot more dealing directly with kids and perhaps even the disciplining side. Mm. So, you've got more experience there than I do. I have no idea how I'm going to be. So, it's just one of those things that it's going to grow and stretch me as a person in the same way perhaps that you grow and stretch as a person when you come in, you have a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, we grew with and stretched each other and I think we're, go- we're both going to grow and stretch as well with the child now. More as parents, yeah, as husband and wife as well, um, as mother and father and having the child pit us against each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, It'll be interesting because we're so different. Yeah. So, hopefully those differences don't re- aren't pronounced even more, obviously, when it comes to our approach. I mean, we've, we've been through a lot and I feel like – because of our differences, we actually, it's benefited us in those situations more so than, uh, more so than being a negative. Yeah. Because I, I think what we both bring to the table is very important. We need to have that emotional feeling side of it. And then we have to have that logical side. And because we're, we're so, we're like that, we're very masculine and feminine with the yin and yang, like pretty much like the, the pinnacle of those two in this relationship, that we, we work really well together because we see each other as necessary in this relationship, as in this bond and in, in any kind of situation, in any situation and in those crisis era, like times that, we, um, that, we were, that we've been through. That's what helped us. It helped me to see things logically when I was being emotional and when, when I couldn't. And I'm sure when you were trying to figure out being logical, you were, you, I, I noticed you were stunting your emotions. I'm like, feel your emotions. You're allowed to. Cry it out. You need to cry. This isn't something you can figure out in your head. And then that's what we teach that. We teach each other how we can actually be, how can we embrace that part of us that, you know, it, it, we we suppress but that we're not very familiar with 
And that's that vulnerability coming up that I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy, I mean, as painful as it is, I really enjoy seeing the the logical side of things sometimes because it does help. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, as, and as I said, it's, it's still painful. It's not the most comfortable thing. But I like it because it actually helps me see things more simply rather than trying to figure out what this emotion is, where it's coming from. And even when I was going through those those couple, two to three weeks, I'm pretty sure it was, it was obviously going on before that, but those, I I know, I recognize them. I recognize that, that time being, I know something's happening. I know something is shifting and I just got to ride it. And I know that I'm going to know this in the end because I cannot, it's not something that's really logical at the moment. I have to feel it and I have to really, because I'm obviously there's something that I've got to remember about this. And um, it's funny because I, I always think, like I mentioned in the other podcast, and when Phoebe's like, oh, she's crying and then laughing and crying, and then Roz on Fraser as well. From friends. From yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from yeah. Fraser, Roz, she's just like crying and then she's like, she's like crying and then she's laughing. And then she, that, that, those, of course, it's, you know, the hormones, but it always stuck in my mind being like, why, what could be going on? What, what deeper could be going on in that moment? And it's that, it's, it's just so much more than a phys- physical shift. It is, it's so much more and like you can feel it. You know that there's something bigger, that you know that there's something that you're like, it's just ripping you open, it's tearing you open. And it's like, it's just your, your spirit saying, yeah, it's time. It's time to grow up or not grow up, but to step into this new thing. Yeah. You're, being, you're being shown something that's totally different. The world is so different. As soon as... As soon as I um I we accepted the fact that I was pregnant, um I I saw the world differently. I saw it all differently. I was looking at things. My perspective on everything, from just the silliest things, were just totally different. I did not see people the same way. I didn't see um like not in a negative negative way, but just the world and how I how I viewed work, how I viewed um, hobbies, how I viewed food, how I viewed. Like all these different things just shifted, mm. and that's not something that just just happens just generally unless you do. But it's something there is a there's an energetic shift that happens in those moments, and this energetic shift was excuse me a child, and I'm very grateful because I love how I see the world now because it's it's more fulfilling, it's calmer. It's deeper. It's richer. I like so many people listening. When you say karma, they'd be like, for now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, just wait till the baby comes. Yeah. yeah. No, like um, in the sense that, okay, let me explain what I meant by karma. Karma in the sense that um, my reactivity to the world and to things that are happening generally just either within within my family, within you know, those little crisis things, you know, like I'm not reacting to everything anymore because I've got a responsibility. I'm like, oh, I've got to keep it together. But it's that, I, I don't know, it's this, I don't, I don't know if it's that. It much. sounds like, it sounds just like a, like a leadership thing, right? Mm. You're becoming, we're both having to become leaders yeah. of our, of our family, right? So that calmness, that being more calculated. Resigned, yeah. Is, I wouldn't say resigned, they're not no, resigned, uh, but. 
yeah, that calmness I feel like is is helping you approach situations with a more level head as opposed to just flying off the handle because that's that, that's that's not how you want. I guess that's not how we want to be with our with our kid. We don't want to just be able to. We just, we just want to fly off the handle when things get slightly tough. So, I guess perhaps we're both recalibrating the way we are and the way we approach the world because we want to be examples for for our our, our children, right? Mm. And I feel like perhaps that's what we're internalizing that what is necessary for us that we recognize perhaps in a good leader where you know on an unconscious level perhaps internalizing those characteristics and those traits and that's how it's manifesting especially for you at the moment you, you said everything changed everything shifted once you accepted the fact that you're about to bring a child into the world then perhaps you on some level flick through what what traits do i need to possess in order to be the most effective mother that I can be. And I think you've already started implementing a lot of those. And that's where that sort of comes in. And perhaps the same thing for me, even internalizing my leadership position as a father, mm-hmm. saying what traits do I need to exhibit so that yeah, I can be the most effective father I can be. Do you know? Do you know yeah, what, does yeah, that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, leadership. That, yeah, that, that feels right. Because <laughs> mm. it is. It's, you know, now we're responsible for leading the way for our child. And it's it's a lot different, obviously, with animals. You know, uh, it's I only say that just because you know everyone has fur babies and we treat our pets like our children. But I won't know that until I actually have a child yeah. and, and it keeps growing and maturing, and I be able, I'm more able to converse with it. And yeah, you can actually talk to it. Actually, talk to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it it does feel like that that leadership role that we that we're stepping into. Because I don't know, it's and it's it's a it's a it's an empowering feeling too. But I want it like obviously we're taking it seriously, not in like serious, but taking it taking it on and being like yes, I accept I accept this role that I am yeah that I'm being shown and given at the moment. I think when we're talking about when you're mentioning. Just how, yeah, okay, this is the role now. It's a bit stretching and feeling. It's like the last time this really happened, something like this, something so cataclysmic and life-altering is when you probably enter into a relationship. You know, when you go from being single to being suddenly in a relationship, life completely changes. Your pers- your perspective completely shifts mm-hmm. because it's no longer I'm just approaching the day-to-day happenings of my life just from my perspective and no one else's no one else has a stake in what it is that I'm doing or what it is that I'm going through or anything like that. Uh yeah, no longer is that the case. You move into then going I'm sharing this all with someone, right? Even if they're not with me, I'm sharing this with them. And that is a massive shift in paradigms when, you know, just going from that single to in a relationship making that jump and being obviously to get the most out of the relationship you have to be as open and vulnerable as possible and to share as much as possible so that you actually can can i guess be there for each other and to provide the support and the fill that new role for each other Mm. and that that's that's probably the one of the major the major shifts that you can experience is going into, especially if it's a serious relationship where you start to open up and you get comfortable and you build trust and you build that rapport and you start building a history together. That's that's something. And now it's like this is the natural progression of that, obviously, because then from that relationship comes comes children. Yeah. So you work together. But now when you bring that- a child in, when you so yo when you when you bring a child in, that's now suddenly it's not just the two of you anymore. 
it's the two of you and and the little one. And now it's, it's like that's stretching you again. And then when a second child comes along, it's about how are we going to manage the relationship between the two children? So, yeah. it's like it's not just managing your relationship with the child. When when you get more than one child coming along, it's how, how do you manage the relationships between the two or between the three? Yeah. You know, and it's not about necessarily being an authoritarian parent and, and forcing forcing them to be a certain way with each other. But it's about how do you still, what role do you have in facilitating healthy, positive relationships between between your your, your children? Mm. So it, it's like every single time there's a, there's a new addition to your life. It's you have to change and stretch. you have to grow and expand and stretch, and it's painful and it's scary, but it's it's better. Because you, you become bigger because you the idea, you know, it's an abstract term, you know, growing as a person because you're not physically growing. You, it's, it's you're growing in a non-physical way. Mm. But to me, when you when you do grow, when you embrace the change in your situation, you embrace the new role that is being, you know, that is, is thrust upon you, then you get to sort of, I feel like you're a bigger person, literally. In a, in a, or maybe not literally, figuratively. <laughs> well, I beg to differ. <laughs> oh, for you, different story. But I mean, you're not going to be bigger. You'll you'll get smaller I'll again. Get you smaller know. again. But in a in a non physical sense, you're a bigger person. Mm. You know, you're you're perhaps bigger emotionally, more, spiritually. There's more yeah. to you. There's more to your experience than there was before. So your your scope of awareness, of understanding, of action is significantly larger than what it was before. Mm. And embracing that enlarged scope, I feel like it would just be so much more fulfilling. You'll bring so much more fulfillment than what you what life had before. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's just this experience right now. Like you're talking about two kids and three kids. I was like, oh my god, let's just get through the first. Oh one. no, 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 I'm <laughs> no, no, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. I know, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, oh, I definitely can feel it. Yeah, like I can feel that, and I, I would, I would really love to to talk to more people about it, to more women and parents, just to have their experience being like, how, how did you? Yeah, how did you allow this to? I mean, you can probably just observe as well. We can observe. Like, I've observed my brothers and sisters with their kids. You know, there's been kids for 18 years in in my family. So over the last 18 years, I've experienced my siblings being parents and the kids and how they've grown and the challenges they've gone through and the the joys and the wins and the losses and all of that. And it's it's fascinating. And every single person is just so different. Because of that, I've seen, I've seen my siblings shift after they've had children. That I've seen this shift, and it's beautiful because they become more caring and more observant. Like that, you your your senses just heighten when you're like obviously when the baby comes, yeah. But your, your senses heighten when this is happening, and you start to prepare. Like we were talking about nappies yesterday, and I was like, why are you worrying about nappies right now? Like there's a baby coming. It's got to poop in something. <laughs> like <we're> just, <laughs> what do you, I'm like, we're not worrying about it. We're just thinking about it. Yeah. And we've got to be prepared to buy nappies because that's going to be part of our day-to-day. Mm. You know, it's going to be part of our life. So, yeah, we're preparing for it. We're thinking about it. And and then, you know, other other little things that, you know, because like we mentioned it, but I'm like, we probably should think about how we're going to, yeah, how we're going to do it. And if the, the topic comes up, it comes up. And that's something that's just added to our life. Like it's going to be part of our day-to-day. That's a, that's a shift. That's a change. And, yeah, I do like how you compared it to kind of like when you first grow in that relationship and you and you start to – because, yeah, man, it was hard. It was hard to let go of who you once were and being like I have to, I'm opening up and I have to share all all that stuff with you 
all the hard stuff, all the very unattractive The stuff that you probably don't even want to acknowledge to that, yourself, right? Well, that's right. And then the more we spoke, the more we communicated and the more we shared, the more vulnerable we were with each other, the easier it got. But it was easy because I felt like, you know, because we were building trust. You build that ground because you were listening and you were hearing me and you were there for me and vice versa. And when you build that, that's what that's what brings you together. But you also then with that expand because now – I had a different view of how I was and how I wanted to be because I had this vision of myself. I'm like, there is no way that I could have been her without you because I needed to have, I needed to be level-headed when it, when it, like I looked level-headed, I felt level-headed in that vision. And I knew that, you know, I had it all together, not all together, but I was in my, like, uh, what do you say? Um, like I wasn't reactive, like with all just my emotions, which I was because I didn't have a handle on it. I didn't really know. I wanted to. I wanted to have a handle on it because it's so annoying being emotional <laughs> sometimes and you just want to see things logically. And when emotion just rules you and is really intense, I feel safe when, I'm, when I've got all that, when those, those emotions are happening now because I know that, that the trust that we've built together, the trust that I have for you, I, I, can, I know you're going to hold it. Not hold it, but... I'll take yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. I know you're going to hold space for me yeah. and I know you're going to guide me and you say, what do you need from me? Or, you know, we work it out. We work it, We work through it together and I know that it's going to be beneficial for me. It's not going to be, oh, my God, but he's going to think this or like that just doesn't go in my mind anymore because at the beginning of our relationship we did a lot of <sighs> opening up to each other and being vulnerable and shifting and changing and it was painful and it was weird and, you know, when we first moved in together, that was, you know, uh, that was different too because now we saw each other 24-7. You saw how I was dressing and how I'd put what my, my, my routine was in the morning and I saw what yours was and then to match those up and to kind of bring them into sync, it's, it's just a whole other thing. That's expanding, being like, okay, well, how much time do we have now and that there's two of us, <laughs> how much time do we need to get ready and all that kind of stuff and how do you like your food or breakfast in the morning and, and dinner and all, like all these things just start to kind of add into our lives instead of it just being about mm. me, you know, just as an individual or just about you, you know, like when we're not together. Mm. And how much more fulfilling is it, right? When, oh, when you so can, much when more you, fulfilling. when you put the work in yeah. to actually build something there, and it's and it's relatively successful. <laughs> We'd uh, like, like to think. Yeah, so. I'd like to think so. It's <laughs> the fulfillment that you get from that because it's like we've worked hard, we opened up, we did the work to create this, right? Mm. And it's it's a very full. It feel it's a very fulfilling experience, right? And to me, it's like, what what is it? it it's 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 an expansion of responsibility too. You know, when you just go from being yourself, you only have to think about yourself. You're not responsible for anyone but yourself. Then all of a sudden you're in a relationship, you're responsible for in part to, you know, there's a role that you have to fulfill in that, right? So, your your responsibility has grown. Mm -hmm. And it's that growth in responsibility, I think, that generates the experience that is ultimately very fulfilling. And that's why I feel as though so many people, you know, they'll be like, oh, it's so hard with the baby. Oh, it's, you know, you don't sleep. It changes the routine. It's everything about life is different, but it's like it's just the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, yeah. and it's like, what is that? And and you know, we're not going to know obviously till we're in it. Like right now, if we're trying to think about that 
fulfillment that we're going to have as parents, it's so it's still an abstract thing for us. It doesn't yeah. exist. Right? We're, we're just speculating it. and thinking about projecting forward. You know what it could be that that feeling. And, but you know, so I'm just going to have that as a caveat. But it's like it's it's also going to be another expansion of our responsibility, our joint responsibility. So the more things we're because we're, we're now responsible for more things, our, our scope of influence, I guess, has grown. And so, if we can feel as though we we can effectively assert ourselves in that, and we can properly fulfil our responsibility, then I, I feel like that will generate a very satisfying, very fulfilling experience. Because I think that that for me, the more I become responsible for, the more I take charge of, mm-hmm. the more fulfilled I become, because I have, I guess, more autonomy over the things that I'm responsible for. And ultimately, that's what responsibility does. It does give you more autonomy. Because this is this is this is my role. This is what I ha- I'm in charge of. You're I in have control. to do. Yeah. And when you're in control of something, you have a level of autonomy over it. Yeah. But if if you don't have any responsibility, you ha- you don't really have autonomy over anything. You know, ideally, you're responsible for yourself. We're all responsible for ourselves, right? Like from the get go, even though we're in a relationship, we are still responsible. We're responsible for our part our, to play in the relationship, role, yeah. but we're still responsible for ourselves as well, managing ourselves effectively. We utilize each other to help us in that role, yeah. which is very important. But ultimately, we're still responsible for managing ourselves, and I, that's what I believe. And I think it's that that kind of self responsibility that br- gives you that autonomy over yourself, autonomy in yourself and i think if you don't if you don't want to take responsibility for yourself and for your actions you're effectively giving up your own autonomy over yourself your life and your situation and someone else if if you don't take control if if you don't take responsibility someone else will take that responsibility whether they want to or not yeah. is beside the point the point is someone will take that responsibility yeah. because that's just the way it goes yeah. and so to me it's when you when you Do you accept, want to explain that explain explain that someone else will Come and take responsibility for you. If you well, because you're still you're still operating, right? You're still living. You're yeah. still experiencing. You're still existing, right? And you're still moving through. You're still making decisions. You're still, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're still making decisions and choices, right? And acting upon those. And so, if you're not taking responsibility for your own decision making, who is? What decisions are you making? Who's who's, who's placed the options in front of you? Yeah. Who's influenced your desire to choose one option over the other? Yeah. If you're not the one that's that's actively curating those choices or consciously thinking through which one you're going to select, then something else has influenced you. And I mean, a lot of it is probably cultural, probably influenced by the, the culture that you're a part of. And you're you're giving that in that instance, perhaps the culture might have had the influence or the autonomy over your decision making, the control over your decision making, because you've essentially you've you've given up, you've given the control to it mm. by saying, I don't know, this is just what everyone does, so I'm going to do it too. For instance, I mean, let's even let's even take uh, the birth the birth for example. I don't want to necessarily break into that conversation because okay. that's not really part of the scope of this convo. But that's that's just an example. Yeah. The birth procedure, the process and everything, that's just the thing that we do. That's the culturally acceptable way to go to hospital, to go get all the tests and the scans and do it all a certain way, have heavy medical intervention as part of the the, the pregnancy and the birthing process, right? Yeah. That's it's not just a medical thing, it's a cultural thing as well. Mm-hmm. And so if you just if you give up that that way of wanting to go about if you if you give up the the the, the 
personal autonomy when it comes to how you want your birth to go and how you want the pregnancy to go, well, then the culture is going to come in. You're just going to, you're going to acquiesce to the cultural expectation yeah. and say, well, well, I'm just going to go and do it, you know, through the medical system and everything. That's how everyone else does it. Right. And that's how you, that's how then the cultures come in and taken over the, your, your autonomy. Right. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I just want to say, explain it a little bit better because it is interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's, it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, something else. Yeah. And, you know, it might be governments uh, that are going to want you to act in a certain way as well. Yeah. You know, they might legislate in certain things. They yeah. might enact policy. Social media. In Social media. The media itself. Yeah. Right. Even if the media is just a mouthpiece of of higher interests, whether it's politicians or or big corporations or whatever that wish for you to make certain decisions when it comes to where you spend your money, how you spend your time. You know, those things are all are all very important factors when it comes to your own decision making. And if you're not paying attention to what's influencing you or where those choices and those options have come from, well, then some someone's placed them there. And if it wasn't you, well, then you're not the one that's really taking charge of your own decision making in that in that front, right? Yeah. And I'm not I'm not like calling anyone anyone out. I'm not trying to belittle anyone or, or but mock we all but we all do it. it from time to time. Absolutely. We can give our parents, our, our parents absolutely more autonomy over us than we we and, do. And yeah, even even going back to that going back to family too absolutely that's another thing like that's part of the birth thing but it's as well being influenced um by your own mother your own your own father when it comes to you know now like being pregnant like i could just listen to everything and and just take it for gospel just because my mom's had six kids and um but the thing is times are very different you know i'm 30 31 and the system and and the way we birth now is very different and there are there's a huge cultural shift, and I, it doesn't work that way anymore. It, 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 you have to be more prepared. And I'm like, I'm trying to take, I'm not trying, I am taking back my personal autonomy when it comes to giving birth because I, I'm, I, I care about my experience, every level of my experience in that time and right now as well during the pregnancy, at the at the birth, and then afterwards. And that personal autonomy is, it it does it does give you a sense of um, power like over yourself, Absolutely. and you feel like I feel better knowing that the decisions that I'm making and listening to the podcast that I've been listening to, and just know and hearing that even the decisions that I'm making are the right ones for me because they always say whatever wherever you feel safe, how you see your birth, how you see your pregnancy what you want to do, how you feel, your, your instincts, they just give you your power back. And they're like, you need to know this stuff. You can't just go in blindly anymore. That's, that's, not, that's not how we do things. You can't just go, you go to the hospital, have your baby and come out. I just heard a horror story before my mum was just telling me. The, 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 the woman didn't seem prepared at all. She just thought she could go in, have her baby. She came out traumatised. Because, but that's not because of the hospital, just because she wasn't prepared. She had no idea what to do. She had no idea. And I'm so glad that I'm as I'm being as prepared as I possibly can because even though I'm, it's going to be what it will be, like whatever happens at the birth will happens at the birth. Whatever happens in my pregnancy will happen in my pregnancy. As long as I have the information and it's in my control and I know what I want and I know what I feel, then that's the only thing I need because then I'll know what I want to do in that in that moment when it happens. I'll know to accept a situation or to stand up for my, myself in the situation depending on what I'm being faced with. But ultimately I'm taking back that 
personal autonomy in in this because this is so important to me because it's my body and it's my child it's our child and it's made with love and there it's sacred and it's 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 important yeah and i'm i'm really glad that i'm able to provide and i'm able to yeah have us in the position where we can actually do I'm this so grateful so like that to me it's another reason why i really also want the my work to go somewhere right because i don't i don't want to be employed in by an employer i want to be my own employer like i want to do my own work i want to earn my own income and not be reliant upon someone else to earn the income right you also that, don't want to work for, you know 9 to 5 6 well, days a week well not necessarily but i mean the point because that's even it's just getting to that autonomy point right mm. is because i'm relying on my employer to have work for me in order to be able to get an income i'm still i'm influenced by them so whatever they do, sure. whatever whatever my employer has available to me, well then that's that, that's kind of that's what I have to go with. Mm. So I I I don't have full autonomy when it comes to earning my own income. So that being the case, how can, how can I increase my autonomy, expand my autonomy, increase my power when it comes to my own income generation? And that that is by having my own work that I I'm trying to build up on the side, so that. I don't have to be in a situation like I experienced a couple of years ago when suddenly there was a company mandate that I didn't agree with and I, I, I my income my means of income completely evaporated in an instant. You know, I don't want to be in that position again. I don't want to not have that that level of autonomy over my my means for survival, my own sustenance, our sustenance, right? So that's why it's, that's really important to me to try and ha- develop and generate my own source of income so that I can continue to provide the necessary sustenance for us to live the life that we want, the life that we have educated ourselves on and decided that this is this is what we choose. This is how we choose to live. Yeah. Because it's all well and good to understand what would be nice. It would be good if we could do this. It's you know, it's better to to do certain things, but a lot of the, those things that are better, they do cost. And if you don't have the means to be able to uh, afford them, well, it just I gets to it. remain an idea and awareness. And then you probably then have a resentment that will build up saying, I just, I, it sucks that I have to live this way when I don't want to. And so- You, you know, totally give up your power to the situation, to yeah. the forces so, outside of you. So, I'm just trying to- obviously build this up on the side so that it just it expands the possibility, expands my responsibility, expands our control. And us so, and, and for the child too, like what we can do with the child, you yeah. know, going on holidays and, you know, doing things that we want to do for providing for the child. If the child wants to, you know, start playing soccer or, you know, playing an instrument or, you know, doing things that, you know, we, we need to provide for. We, I want to give our yeah, kids sure. as much um, opportunity as we possibly can. And, you know, for like whatever it's going to want to do, I want to be able to provide that and I want to be able to have a conversation about it and, and hope and I know that we're just going to keep stretching with every conversation we have with the child as well because that's a third, that's a third person that we are now going to uh, need, need to think about and because, you know, it's, it goes from you to another person and then to a child and it's not just – not just another person that you can it kind of comes in, you know, just a friend. It's a, a, a from birth. Mm-hmm. Where it's not. It's not an autonomous, independent yeah, being, no, right? No, it's, it's a not, very, it's very dependent, very dependent thing, being child that, that you have to. You're lead, the one that has to control and lead. Lead and that leadership role. Like I, I'm very. Um, when it comes to leadership, I I feel like there's elements of my childhood that where I would have loved to have a little bit more leadership. 
and a little bit more discipline. And that's something that I can try to uh, give to my child. And I think that's I'm, it's probably why I'm taking this role extra seriously is because there are things that I know there are decisions that I could have made or some leadership uh, or mentors that would have actually really helped me in cert- certain situations growing up from when I was a kid. Teachers, this includes teachers, it includes, um, you know, parents, it includes just, just general mentors just all over the, you know, in any kind of aspect. There, there's a lot of, there's, because I, I know where I would have loved to have just been a little bit more guided, I'm, I'm excited to be that for the child and I want to learn how to be that for the child. And I guess tying it all back to where we started, um, you know, that these are all things that perhaps are happening on an unconscious level yeah. that until you bring shine light on them, they just brood away as this this <laughs> underlying awareness of something there. And then there's a, there's a discomfort that comes from being aware of the presence of something but not being able to see it or recognize what it is. Yeah. You know, there's that kind of fear. Mm. It's like a fear. It's like being afraid of the dark. It's like there's something there. I, I feel like there's something uh, there, but I don't know like, what it is. What like it it's is, making me so, scared. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's kind of a big part of what was bringing up a lot of the emotion because you're starting to actually recognize what the thing in the dark was. That's right. And it's, and it and is it a would, little bit scary. It is intimidating and, and you know, it's a completely new role. Yeah. And, and it's a good scared. It's a good, like, yeah, like, let's give it a shot, you know, and we know that it's not going to be perfect. I know like everyone's like, Oh, you know, it's so hard and, you know, don't think it's going to be all, and I'm like, I don't think it's going to be all light and rainbows and sunshine and, Absolutely not. I know that I'm going to be. I'm already exhausted. The baby keeps me up all night. You know, I I wake up twice in the in the night. I'm like, I'm sure that's just that's the nature of, you know, I'm tired during the day. I'm I'm already. I'm very aware of how exhausted I'm going to be. Just just like with deprived sleep, I can't imagine how physically it's going to. You know, having yeah. to hold the baby and to you know carry the baby everywhere and lift the baby up and down, up and down, and all of that as well. But I'm. I'm not there yet right now. Like I can just think about it and only have a, an abstract idea of it. I'm like, yeah, I can have an idea of how I want to be as a parent. I think I talked about, we talked about this when we first got pregnant um, in one of the episodes and I was like, I had an idea of how I wanted to be pregnant and how, what I thought pregnancy was like and I had to actually drop that completely because I had to be more open because I was having a different experience to what my mind had planned for me or what I saw my pregnancy as. And yeah, it's it's not it's not comfortable. It's actually better. It's more satisfying. It's deeper. It's richer. It's and I've made it that. So it's not just. I think it's one. You know, yeah, it it hurts at times, but it's just it's it's a different kind of hurt. It's like I'm being stretched. It's that when you're. It's like when you're stretching a muscle, you're strengthening a muscle, and it's that's the feeling. And I know that um, like I'm. You know, like I don't, I don't complain a lot about, you know, a lot like how uncomfortable I am. But when I do, when I am, I will say something because mm. I need to also acknowledge that it is a little bit difficult. It is, it gets, it gets difficult at some point. But I am also really embracing what this means on a physical level and on an emotional level and a mental and spiritual level, and what this means, you know, on the, the deepest you know, on a deeper level. And that's that's what brings the fulfilment it, when you think about things. And I know that so many, you know, there are women who haven't been, that weren't prepared 
for it, like the, the story that I just heard, and she just wasn't prepared really for it. And if, even though, like, I thought she would have been, she was, you know, she prayed with her kids, she was in, in the pregnancy, she was loving it, and but I only spoke to her a couple of times during a pregnancy. Whatever happened, uh, you know, in between, and uh, some of my friends as well that. Uh, like you no, know, we have like we talk and then we don't talk and then we talk. It's like, oh, how have you been? I was like, I actually have had a really shit couple of weeks, or it's been really hard the first trimester, or you know, and we, we don't really share that when we're in it, you know, because we're in it, we're in that space. And but what happens in that space? Do we wallow in it? Do we get sucked into the pain? Do we do we say it's so hard? It's so hard. Or are we allowing ourselves to just transcend through it and being like, this is everything it needs to be? Is it everything that like it is, is it's beautiful and it hurts and that's okay that it's really difficult because look what's happening to our bodies it's amazing how there's like a person moving around <laughs> in my stomach and you know and it sleeps and then it wakes up and I can just feel its excitement sometimes and I can feel when it's sleeping and I can feel when it's a little bit when it's a little bit anxious and I can feel all these little things that you pick up on just enjoying the process and being in it and just paying attention and my cousin said just oh how are you feeling she's like oh next minute it's going to be you know you're going to have it and it's going to be it's going to be here and oh, some people say oh it's the um you know I just wait until the third trimester or wait till 30 weeks or I'm like I don't want to wait I'm right here in this yeah, experience so wait, wait till this wait till that wait till that yeah. I'm like nah I'm right here I'm experiencing it because you know what at week 12 I remember exactly how I was and I'm so glad that I just embraced every single day and every week as it came because I remember exactly how I was. And right now I'm, I, can, I remember the pop. I remember that just expansion out of nowhere and feeling because I, was, I paid attention. I was watching it. I was feeling it. I was in it. I was embracing it. And it was painful and it was weird and I kept bumping into things. I was losing my balance and I think I'll always remember that because I was paying attention and I wanted to be in this experience because I've never been in this experience before and it's teaching me how to be more patient, more present and more aware and more conscious and more loving and more considerate, not just to me and the baby and you, but others, other other women, other mothers, other um, just generally the world, like nature and how, how I want our things and it just it keeps growing, that expansion of love grows my mum always says uh, baba actually um baba always says uh in ukrainian which means love grows love just grows and grows and grows when you have children and it keeps growing and it's this thing and you can feel that it does it grows not just within the family and it doesn't just stay with you three it grows like to our to our brothers and sisters and our parents and their families and then it keeps going and it grows and because our I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, it just does. This this its energetic field just keeps growing, expanding because we're all connected. And when you when I've embraced it and I've felt it, it's it's so it's so powerful and what it can do, how it can transform not just me, but how I can be for others. It's it's nuts. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. The human experience is just a fascinating and deeply deeply rich one mm. if you choose to view it that way <laughs> yeah. 
if you choose to view it that way. I have so many of these types of conversations with people at work, but <laughs> I, just, I guess I just view things in a, through an optimistic, romantic lens and uh, it makes life very meaningful, very rich, very deep and fulfilling for me anyway. Yeah. But it is, it is. It um, is. This is just another one of those experiences that we're going through that is just deepening and enhancing our own knowledge, awareness and experience of life, of ourselves, you know, who we are as people. Mm. You know, we're adding a new element now to ourselves and it's – it's great. It's great. You know, I am looking forward to it. Again, like you, I'm happy to be in the present moment with it yeah. and not to try and wish away the next three months. That's uh, right. Or to wait, wait it out until mm-hmm. a certain point. Like I'd, I would rather just, just go through the, the organic unfolding process as it's happening and just be present for it. So, yeah. And it does help. Do you, are you happy? Do you think we kind of drew out a bit of that conversation for your tears Oh, drop the tears. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think so. Because we'll wrap it up otherwise. Yeah. What? How much, How long have we been going for? We've gone for an hour. Oh, beautiful. Oh, okay. We'll stop it there then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there anything else that you, you really wanted to add as part of this conversation? Um. I mean, there's a lot because I was listening to pregnancy podcasts yesterday. So That's I'm trying a not to. Totally different. <laughs> no, but there there were elements of it that actually helped me to, yeah, because I'm not. It's not about the topic. It's about how I was listening to it. It's that autonomy, knowing what I wanted, why I wanted it, and then having that information, uh, or having that. Um, Valid, not validated, but I, I know that's the right thing. It feels right now that I've been listening to the stats about, you know, all different kinds of all parts of the pregnancy process and less uh, and the way, um, you know, any kind of intervention in between what like, and this is, this isn't like just hospital intervention. This is just it intervening at any point or interrupting the natural process when you're in labor to when you have when you birth the placenta when you interrupt that that's that's what ex- that's what causes the problems right, so this is a different conversation it now. is different but yeah. it's not not really because it's uh, what i want yeah. is and because i've like I, you're educating yourself I'm on edu- what you want and why yeah what yeah. i want and why and but the the reason um uh, um the Because I think it's it's that education, obviously, that helps to give you more of an more of an awareness of your options and more of an awareness of what's available to you. Yeah. If you don't have that knowledge, well, then you're very limited in what you can and can't do. And there's a lot of things that when I have questions and and I'm like, oh, I don't really actually know a lot about gestational diabetes. I really don't know about because you hear it in you know because I talk to my cousins and I talk to my like friends about stuff and they tell me about their experience and my sisters and they talk about they bring these things. I'm like, I actually don't know a lot about it. So I'd go to my podcast and I'd listen to it and I'd learn a little bit more. And I'm grateful that, you know, the decisions that I've made and what I want to make kind of align, like I know why. It just kind of confirms a lot of what I want and why I want it. And that gives me my power back in my pregnancy because if I, if I don't know something, you know, then it, it does, it bothers me. And then I, it comes to bite you in the ass in the end and that's just with anything. And it, and I don't really want it to. I want to be as prepared as possible, yeah, yeah. as educated as possible, and that's what's giving me, um, like confidence in myself in this pregnancy, confidence that I can do it. 
confident that I can do it my way or the way that I feel is the safest, the most empowering, uh, what's right for my baby, the what's way right you for want us, to do the way I want it, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's it's good. I um it's 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 a positive. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. It's just arming yourself with the knowledge that supports the way you want to do something. Mm. And yeah, just just showing just just giving you a heads up on what, what's out there and just yeah. what to be aware of. So totally. yeah, of course it's good. All right, well, we will leave it there for this uh, for this episode. I think that was good. That was uh, that was I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that conversation. And if you enjoyed it, please uh, consider liking and subscribing to whatever platform it is you're listening on and sharing it around with friends and family if you appreciate the conversation and you think that anyone else might uh, get some appreciation out of it too. That would help us out a lot. If you wanted to get in touch with us and continue the conversation or share your experience uh, with us, with yours in particular as well, uh, I mean, you, you can sort of plug that part. Um you can reach out via email at itppc at protonmail.com. You can direct message me on Instagram at logan.d.gray if you want to have a chat about any of this stuff, continue the conversation, share your insights. Uh, or if you wanted to get in touch with me about my financial service as well, that would be great. We can organize that. The links and the information is in the description. So And, and if you want to share your story, your birth story or your pregnancy story or anything that we spoke about today, I would love to connect and that you can contact me, uh, Gray on Instagram. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Yes, let's.